The countdown starts. Four, three, two, one. This is Rachel, and welcome to the podcast version of Competition Countdown. Lear Chorus is an a cappella group at Temple University. They are a tight-knit group who just loves to make music together. Their goal is to bring fresh and interesting music to the collegiate a cappella scene. They competed in ICCAs in 2018 as well as this year. In terms of this year, the group came in second at their quarters and won an award for outstanding arrangement for Cassandra Wood for the entire set. Let's talk to the group and see what's up. Hey guys, how you doing? Hi! Um, so I feel like I often start in the same place, which is what prompted you guys to compete in ICCAs this year? I guess I, I'm not going to speak for the whole group, but we feel like we have a lot to say musically and we are good at saying that. <laughs> so we wanted to share that a little bit. Yeah, kind of arrogant, but like we really enjoy singing and we sound really, really good. I mean, it kind of sounded like the general consensus from last year. We kind of entered spur of the moment last year and we had a lot of fun and decided it wasn't something that we wanted to let go of. So competing again this year and growing into a very competitive group was really a big goal for us this entire year. Yeah. So you you feel like you got the bug last year? Does it feel like, was it, did you feel like you had something that you wanted to prove? I'm not sure if we had something to prove. Um, we're about three years old as a group. And so our first year we had about seven people and all seven of us were really motivated to like do something important because you can sing a cappella and like have a great time and just kind of do whatever you want, but you could also like do something with it. So when we had a more established group with about 15 people last year, we decided that that would be the time that we could really do something good. And then we did. And then this year we have 13 people and we've done even better. And we've had a, a lot of success with our group as a whole and through this competition. And we've just had a lot of fun with it. So cool. So in terms of the message, how did that translate into the set that you chose to compete with? I'll, I'll talk. I mean, I think in terms of the, the approach that we took to deciding the set this year was probably very different from last year. Hmm. I think that to some extent, everyone had a certain amount of a voice in this set and it can really speaks to our all of our strengths in terms of what we kind of define ourselves as um, like we often kind of say like we're at like a powerhouse the opening of our set I think we all kind of agree is like really makes a statement and I think what we wanted to translate to our music was that like we are here to say something do not forget about us like you know we might be young but we are here to you know really make a statement and this year, what what statement were you trying to make? What did you want to say with your set? Um, I really feel like this set in particular, like, really showcases how, as a group, we're able to do a bunch of different stuff. Like, we have really slow, we have, like, really fast, and then we have powerful, and then, like, it's just, like, a lot of different stuff, and I feel like we showcase it really well, and we were able to show the audience that we can do a lot of different varieties of music. How do you- oh. oh, yeah, please, go ahead. I was going to say basically the same thing. Like we have a lot of like versatility in our set. And um, I also liked that like in the process of choosing the set, we all suggested our own songs and it wasn't just like one person who picked all like the entire thing. It was like all of our favorite songs and like all the different like tastes that we have in music and all this together. Yeah. And I think we tried to represent as much of the group as possible through our taste. So like, I feel like everybody has like, their favorite song in the set, which is something that they really enjoy outside of this, but they like can listen to it on the radio and still be like, I still really like this song, <laughs> even though we've been singing it for two months. That's so important. <laughs> 
So how did it feel then when you finally got to exhibit all of that hard work on the ICCA stage? Uh, a little overwhelming yeah. uh, for me personally, just because it had been the culmination of like a lot of blood, sweat, tears, and my entire winter break. <laughs> I spent the entire winter break holed up at my parents' house, just in bed arranging for like 30 days straight. And then when it came to like learning this, that everybody was so motivated and we were really, really excited to do it and people enjoyed singing it. So when we got to sing it well for people and people responded well to it, it was like super gratifying in a way and like a little bit overwhelming because I was like, well, people really like my stuff. Oh my <laughs> yeah, that's huge. I, I had a blast. Yeah, I think her performing it for a big crowd finally was like really relieving. I mean, I will say the performance itself for me, I it kind of just felt like a rehearsal. It went by super fast and I was like, oh, that was it. But like being able to look at a crowd be like, oh, like this is really making an impression rather than looking at like a whiteboard or a wall <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a practice room. <laughs> it was like, it was just very fun to see a crowd's reaction to stuff we had put so much time into. Plus we had kept our set secret up until like the day the before. Day, yeah. Like what uh, one group, one acapella group saw us perform it the day before ICCAs and they gave us feedback and they were also competing in the same round as us. But up until that point, nobody knew what songs we were singing. Nobody had heard anything about us and we did that very deliberately. And so being able to be like, here is our big secret enjoy <laughs> that was super relieving as well do, do you feel like you got that reaction from the audience did, did they have that that like whoa um moment did, did you feel that i personally did there's a um, there's a video of, of our set that was taken directly behind the judges table and the second we start we can see one of the judges fall out of his seat <laughs> <laughs> And, like, that was super gratifying from an arranging standpoint, but it's also like, oh, wow, we really did make an impact and seeing that people really enjoyed it. Like, I, people are still telling me, I really, really liked your set. It's really great. And I'm, like, glad that people enjoyed what we had to offer. That's awesome. Well, we're going to be hearing Leah Chorus do a tune from their ICCA set. We're going to be hearing Angels, originally performed by Chance the Rapper. The solo on this is Zach Venezio. The VP is Joey Burkant, and the arranger is Cassandra Wood. Here is Leah Chorus with Angels. Hold up, hold up past me. We don't have a license to air music on this podcast. So if you want to hear this interview in its entirety, including all the amazing music that's involved, please go to our website, Acaville.org, and subscribe. Now back to your regularly scheduled interview. Awesome. Well done, guys. I love that. <laughs> so I wanted to ask a little bit about your experience with the other groups at ICCA. Did you have an opportunity to, to listen to their sets or were you too nervous about your own? We had the chance. I, I mean, I don't want to talk too much, but we, we had, I mean, we, we sat in the audience. I think we went third. We went third. So we got to sit through a lot of the other sets. It was really fun to watch everyone, especially it was very refreshing after really seeing mostly Temple Acapella, you know, performing on our own campus, to see other groups from other schools we'd never seen before, we'd never heard their sets. So it was like, it was a lot of fun to watch, you know, the all-guy groups, the all-girl groups, really the diversity of music and performance styles that kind of came out. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Plus, there were three other groups from Temple who competed. Um, so it was really great to be able to, like, cheer on classmates and, like, support them. And our little acapella community was really well represented. 
Yeah, I mean, you allude to the fact, or maybe explicitly stated the fact, that like acapella is a pretty big deal at Temple. You guys have a significant number of groups. You know, it's not a small scene; it's a pretty big scene. But how does it feel to be on a campus where there is so much acapella around you? Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's we all get together once a month um, on a Thursday late at night, and we sing for each other and a, a bunch of people will come and from outside of the acapella community to see us. Uh, so it's always so much fun to see what other groups are doing. And it gives you ideas for how you want to grow. And actually this year, um, a new acapella group became part of the temple acapella community. So it's like a huge welcoming thing. And we're all so excited for this group to show up and always improve and just it keeps showing us why we do it. Yeah. What What do you feel like the biggest lesson you've learned in your tenure with the group has been? Any Anybody? Um. Yeah, I, I kind of learned how to, like, stop being so stiff because... Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good lesson. I'm used to, like, in, uh, like, singing in theater where you're supposed to just kind of stand still and, and sing and, like, like, the purpose is, like, getting the message across with the lyrics... And I think in acapella, it's like so different because it's a lot of pop music. So you're allowed to jam out and you're allowed to move your body. And it's not just like you have to be still and singing. So that was like very different for me to get used to. Others? For me, I definitely feel like being in an acapella group, especially this one, like I've gotten to appreciate my talent and everyone else's talents. Because I feel like in groups like previous years, like in my life, like it's kind of competitive. But with this, I feel like we're all really like really supportive and encouraging for our talents and just really close. And it's like a really good feeling to know that you have people who have your back musically and personally. <laughs> with the different with the different choices on campus, what made you guys feel like Leah Chorus was the right fit for you? I was going to say, like, the really cool thing I think about the chorus, especially on Temple's campus, and I'm glad this gets brought up, is uh, there's so many groups on Temple's campus, and everybody kind of has their, like, main personality. Like, of course, everybody's, you know, individual, but everybody's got, like, their thing, their vibe, even with the music they do and whatnot. But it's almost like everybody had that epiphany. I think everyone that joined the chorus has the thing in common where it was like, hmm, I don't really fit in anywhere. Like, it's kind of <laughs> But we all love to sing together and, you know, we love each other and it, it works out that way because it's like a big island of misfits. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, um, oh, sorry, did someone else want to say something? Yeah. I, I was going to say, um, I'm a freshman this year and the minute I walked into Leah Chorus auditions, I knew I wanted to be in the group. I think because of what Ashwin said, because, I mean, I feel like I also didn't really fit necessarily into any of the other groups and then I kind of walked into auditions and I was like, okay, this is where I want to be. I think it was also a very good learning musical environment where it's not necessarily competitive like we don't really care that much about winning it's more like we want to move people with our music it's not about who wins and who doesn't yeah, I think that's really evidenced by the fact that um, you, you had different soloists for all of your songs. It really feels like you shared the wealth in terms of allowing different people to shine. So yeah. I wanted to ask a little bit about how you guys have used your time in between quarters and semis. What, what did you try and do in that time period? We changed our set a little bit. Oh. Um, songs all stayed the same because we only had three weeks in between our quarterfinal <laughs> and our semifinal. So we couldn't like 
arrange a whole new song and put it in the set and learn it and make it good and choreograph it and do all that. But we did um, add to the set a little bit. We changed some choreography. Um, so the past two and a half weeks or five rehearsals have been uh, reflecting on quarterfinals, talking about what we did well, what we could grow in, practicing the new stuff, teaching the new stuff, um, and just getting like really comfortable with it so we can go out there and do something that we're really proud of. Yeah, listening as well. Um, I think that you know, uh, at quarterfinals, I think the biggest thing that we got clocked on was visuals. And so what we kind of realized is our visuals are very much about creating moments or creating a kind of a, an iconic uh, image or, or a visual that you see and you're like, wow, that's really cool. It's, and not so much like, you know, this crazy dancing going on. So we've really tried to play up every moment that we can um, in terms of like the, the what you're getting out of the performance when you're watching us perform. Absolutely. I love that. Are there groups in particular that you are excited to see perform at your semis? Literally all of them. Yes, definitely all of them. We are, um, obviously we're super excited to see Alcapella again. They're one of our own. And so we're really excited to be able to, um, be there for them and hype them up. Um, additionally, we have made some great friends in the acapella community. So I, I'm sure I don't speak um, for just myself when I say we're very excited to see um, Westchester University's Under Arrest and High Street Harmonics. Uh, we're very close with those groups. and Most of us have not seen their sets yet, but we know that they're incredible. Yeah. Uh, we're so excited to see faux pop because so cool. uh, like we're, we're all fans of like their 2016 set but rumor has it that they've completely rebranded and we're so excited to see what that means apparently they've gone in a completely new different direction with their sound and i'm like we love it yes <laughs> um, of course the towson trills uh the trend tones um, making some noise, the GW yeah. vibes. We'll just list them all for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I could list them all, I would feel really bad if I missed somebody. So. No, no, that's awesome. I, I think that's great. Oh, yeah, the Cadence. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how to pronounce their name because apparently I don't know how to read English. <laughs> yeah, we're just so excited to see everybody perform because it's one of the rare opportunities that you get to see, like, an entire performance of really, really good groups all in the same space and all from your region too. It's like, wow, it's a neighborhood block party, but all your neighbors are really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, with everything that you have going on and this big pressure of semis this weekend, we are so grateful that you took some time to spend with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Of course. Best of luck to Leah Chorus and thanks again, guys. Thank Thank you. That's it for this episode of Competition Countdown. Special thanks to Sam Baker for editing work. And tune in again next time for all your favorite in acapella competition news. The count goes on. Four, three, two, one.